Hello, hello, and welcome to the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, Season 6, Episode 7. I'm continuing my now officially 10-episode season of things I wish I knew when I was starting my career. And I've gotten a ton of positive feedback so far. Look, I knew that people were interested in this topic because I had a lot of requests to take a break from interviewing guests on general wellness issues and to begin telling a little bit more about my career journey and and lessons I've learned and lessons that might be applicable to others. I got a lot of feedback from people wanting more of that. So the fact that I'm now on episode seven and the feedback has been as positive as it has been, I mean, it's great. It makes me super happy. Anyway, today's episode is on the subject of negotiating outcomes and resolving disputes. I feel like I've, this is something I've been pretty good at and, you know, I have had a long and relatively successful career, so I assume that I'm doing something right. But the thing that's interesting is people are really threatened by situations that require negotiation or situations that require dispute resolution. And frankly, those are the greatest opportunities for real wins and real progress in your career. So... Rather than looking at them with fear or trepidation, we should look at them as tremendous opportunities, and that's kind of why I decided to have this episode today. So, as you know, I tend to do things in threes. Now, it's actually a thing. In fact, I, in the Meet Mediocrity newsletter, which you should subscribe to, um... Last week's newsletter, I I posted an article. It was an article in Forbes magazine that was, I think, at least 10 years old. And it was about um, how Steve Jobs, the late great founder of Apple, um, approached presentations. And in that article, it said that Steve Jobs um, would tell things in series or series of three. Threes were easy to threes are easy to remember. Lists of threes, three principles. So I tend to do that a lot. I tend to use threes. And today I've got three topics I want to cover under the subject of negotiating outcomes and resolving disputes. So here are the three things. One, understand the other side's position. Two, know what you want the outcome to be. And three, play the long game. I'll get into what each of those three mean in today's podcast episode. So, number one, and this, if you've been listening to this series, you see that there's a theme here. Understand the other person's position, the other side's position. Honestly, that is like the key to success in almost everything, whether, you know, we've talked about looking for jobs. We've talked about how to write in an effective way. We talked about how to present in an effective way. Um, Now we're going to talk about how to negotiate 
um, or resolve disputes in an effective way. And I, it's, I'm still amazed at how often I, I talk to people and while they say they want to understand the other por- person's point of view or the other party's point of view, they spend their time preparing as to why their point of view is right and how they can convince the other side or the other person or the other party that their side is the right side, that they're the presenter is the right side, which is not really the way to get things done. And, you know, I also subscribe to the theory you attract more bees with honey than with vinegar. And so understanding the other person's side and and understanding where they might be coming from is probably the first secret in resolving disputes and negotiating successful outcomes. So let me tell you a story. I love telling stories. Here's the story. So I know I I have a, a friend who observed two people he's very close with. So this is a story I'm hearing third, maybe even fourth hand. But this friend of mine, close friend, let's call him David. So David has two people that he knows who are very close to him. One is a small business owner named Keith, and the other is Keith's kind of best best person, right-hand man, sales leader, kind of business development leader named Eric. So Keith owns the business. Keith is the business owner. But frankly, Keith's business is at least half driven by the activities of Eric. Eric is a great salesperson. Eric is a great manager. Eric is just a really integral part of Keith's business. So Eric approaches Keith one day and says, Keith, I want more in my career. I want um, to either be kind of a new title or more pay or um, maybe a joint owner. I don't know the details, but I do know that Eric, as a key part of Keith's business, wanted more. And Keith just wasn't prepared to give Eric what he wanted. So um, they parted ways. And um, that was it. Eric went on to work for another company in Keith's industry to become a key person in this new co, this new employer. And Keith now didn't have Eric. And from what my friend told me the story, because David told me the story, because Keith was infuriated with Eric for leaving. And Eric was incredibly disappointed with Keith for not giving him what he wanted. And I was talking to David about this because David was shook up because he was friends with Keith and with Eric, and he didn't want either of them to be upset. And I'm like, I don't understand why either of them are upset. They both had point of views. They both had actions they could have taken, and they both acted on them. So what's the problem? So if Keith really wanted to keep Eric, what he could have done is given Eric 
what he wanted. He probably could have given him some of what he wanted or most of what he wanted. He probably didn't even need to give him all of what he wanted, but he could have given him what he wanted and Eric probably would have stayed. Keith chose not to, and Keith is entitled to choose not to. I mean, Keith had a choice. Give Eric something or don't. And by, cho- and by making that free choice, Keith was making a business decision in the middle of a negotiation or a conflict. Eric also had a choice. Remember, I once did an episode about stay and be happy or leave and be happy. And Eric could have stayed without getting what he wanted, or he could have left because he didn't get what he wanted. He didn't get what he wanted. He chose to leave. So here we are. You have two people in a negotiation. Both of them kind of knew what their parameters were. Both of them made an action based upon those parameters. To me, that's a successful negotiation. Now, maybe Keith's first choice would have been for Eric to stay on, his, on Keith's terms, but that's not the way it works. You have to understand where the other person is coming from and make your decision based on that. Eric might have wanted to stay, if, but only if Keith gave him what he wanted. Keith didn't, so Eric had a choice to leave. Here's the thing. I view it as a successful negotiation because they knew what they wanted. Each party knew what they wanted. Each party went into the conversation. And if they didn't get, they they chose what they wanted to do. And that was it. Now, here's the thing the parties parted ways, and Keith was mad at Eric, and Eric was mad at Keith. And to me, I don't understand why they were mad at each other. Um, The only reason they were mad at each other is because they didn't get what they wanted. But, But they got what they wanted based upon what the other side was willing to give. And so to me, understanding the other side and then acting accordingly within your own power and free will is what successful business negotiations are all about. Each party has options. Each party has moves they can make. They just need to understand what the, uh, where the other party is coming from so they can make their choices. Now, if, let's just say Eric really, really wanted to stay, Eric could have stayed. Eric could have said, there are certain things I'd like to ask for, whether it was a raise or a promotion or what have you, but if I don't get it, I'm staying anyway, but I'm going to ask. Again, Eric's choice. And Keith, again, could have made the choice to give it to him or not. So again, both parties, if by understanding where the other person is coming from, were able to choose their own actions. And to me, that leads to the second principle, which is know what you want. So it's interesting. How many times have you heard someone say, I got a call from a headhunter, and I'm going on the interview, and I just want to see what's out there. To me, that is a monumental waste of time because you, in the the world of business dealings, are not coming to the table 
with a point of view on what you would want. So I had this discussion with a family relative of mine who had a good job. They were relatively happy in the job and were doing very, relatively well in the job. And that family member came to me and said, Mitch, I got a call from a headhunter. I think I'm going to go on the interview. And I said, why? Are you looking to leave? And they said, no, I just want to see what's out there. And I said, okay, so is your goal simply to understand where you stand in the employable market? Great. If that's you're just interested in that piece of news and that piece of information, then go on that interview and learn what you're going to learn. The question I said though, the question I had though is once you learn what you're worth, and let's say you're worth more than you think you're get or more than you're getting today, what are you going to do with that? Are you going to take the job? Are you going to go back to your employer and ask for a raise? What are you going to do? And this person, this family member of mine had no clue, had no clue. And so I said, well, then you're only going on this interview to learn what you're worth, but that's just a piece of information and that's it. I said, know what you want to get out of this discussion, out of this negotiation, out of this situation so that you can prepare yourself thoroughly for the information. So going back to my Keith and Eric story, um, when Keith heard what Eric wanted, Keith had a decision to make. Should I give him what he wants? Should I say no? Or should I go somewhere in between? And he could have just said to Eric, Look, I can't give you everything you want, or I prefer not to give you everything you'd want, but I don't want you to leave. How do we make this work? And then you're in a discussion. Eric could have said, I don't really want to leave, but I'm not happy at my current status, whether it was pay or title or what have you. I don't want to leave, though. Can we work out something where I get a little bit more and be made a little bit happier? So both parties had that option. Both parties had that option and both parties could have acted on it. And the same thing on this job interview. If you if let's just say you're making $50,000 a year and you say, "Look, I'm happy where I am, but if I go on this interview and find out that I'm worth $70,000 a year, I know that I'm going to leave." because I feel underappreciated. Or, I really don't want to leave, but I want to know what I'm worth so I could go to my current employer and ask them for a raise. And I'm going to ask them for 70, because I find out that's what I'm worth on an interview, but I'll settle for 60. At least you know why you're going into this negotiation, into this situation, because you know what you want. You know what you want the outcome to be. So I've just covered the first two of my three lessons. Lesson one, try to understand the other person's position. And point two, know what you want the outcome to be and think two or three steps ahead. In fact, 
As some of you know, if you've been watching my, my YouTube videos, I enjoy playing chess. By the way, I'm terrible at it. I think it's really an attention thing. Um, I have attention lapses, I lose my queen, and I'm in trouble. But chess is really good for helping you think two and three and four moves ahead and thinking in your head, if I do this, my opponent will likely do this. How am I going to react to that? Those principles apply in business. That's why chess, I think, is a great game. It's like a mind exercise for business. Anyway, um, two, two principles down. Third principle, play the long game. When you're entering a negotiation or you're entering a situation, it doesn't need to be resolved immediately. You don't need to get your way or you don't need to determine that you haven't gotten your way and it's final and it's done and there is no long game associated with it. I think there's always a long game. In fact, I think your career is, you know, you've heard the term, your, your, your career is a marathon, not a sprint. You don't need to get your raise today. You don't need to get promoted today. You just need to kind of keep pushing forward. It's true. It's true with your employment, but it's also true with like your customers, your clients. Um, they make, uh, let's use a client experience because to me, this is a great one. So this is a personal story. I had a uh, client who we will call Acme, just like the Roadrunner in Bugs Bunny and the Roadrunner. So Acme Company um, was, a client of, was a client of mine. And our contract had expired and we wanted to keep serving Acme and Acme wanted us to keep serving them. But Acme wanted to reduce their fee. They wanted, to reduce, wanted me to reduce how much I was charging them. They said, look, times are tough at the time. Times were tough and my competitors were knocking at the door and they figured that I knew them very well so that I was getting more efficient at my work um, and I could reduce my fees. And I was frustrated because I'd finally figured out how to do the work efficiently. I was finally making profit at a level that made me happy. And they were going to take some of that profit away from me through, through the form of a fee reduction. And I said to myself, Mitch, Acme's been a client for a long time. Acme will be, if I continue to do good work for them, Acme will continue to be a client for a long time. Acme wants a fee reduction and they are going through some tough times or the, the economy is tough. And I don't need to win this argument. I don't need to win the battle to win the war. I don't need to win the short game to win the long game. So what did I do? We negotiated. I gave them a fee reduction. It was a little bit more than I wanted to give them. It was a little bit less than they wanted to get. The sign of a useful and, and productive negotiation. But more importantly... I continue to do a great job for them. I continue to serve them well. And over time, I got my fees back. I got them back in the form of extra work that they asked me to do, extra credit work, um, additional services. Um, they, they just expanded how they used me. I continue to get even more efficient 
So I ultimately made more money and more profit. I wasn't a pig about it. I wasn't in a rush about it. I played the long game. I negotiated in good faith, and I kept my eye on the future. And I think that's true for um, for customer relations situations. I think it's true for employee-employer situations. Frankly, I think it's true in life. Play the long game. We've got a long time horizon on this planet, and you win a battle and you don't win the war, what's the point? So anyway, look, this is a short podcast episode, 20, 25 minutes. It's certainly not a course on the art of negotiation, but it's some lessons I've learned that I wanted to share with you around the ish, the art of negotiating outcomes and resolving disputes. Just to summarize three main points. Point one, try to understand where the other person's coming from, where the other side is sitting, and how you can work within that to meet at least some of your goals and objectives. Point two, know what you want. Know what you want the outcome to be. You may not get it all, but at least have an eye on the prize so you know what the prize might be. Put some parameters around that prize. And three, play the long game. It's not about winning every argument. It's not about winning every negotiation. It's about staying in the game. So there you have it. Meet Mediocrity Podcast Season 4, Episode 7. In this series, it's going to be a 10-episode series on things I wish I knew when I started my career. Just a Meet Mediocrity update. Season 5 is already underway. So after the Season 4, 10-episode series, we'll be back to our normal cadence. Season five, we're lining up a bunch of podcast guests to talk about a whole range of wellness issues. In fact, I already have more than 10 guests either recorded or lined up and many more that we're considering. So I'm really excited about that. Um, Just a reminder, Meet Mediocrity can be found, um, the podcast can be found on all of your podcast platforms. Uh, abridged versions of the podcast and other cool videos can be found on the Meet Mediocrity YouTube channel. Uh, We have a weekly newsletter, which I'm getting a lot of great, surprisingly great feedback on. So go subscribe. It's a free newsletter. You get it by email. You can read it in just a few minutes every week. Exclusive wellness tips that are only for the newsletter appear on that newsletter. You can get it by going to meetmediocrity.com and subscribing to the newsletter on our homepage. Just put in your email address. Boom, free weekly newsletter. Um, I also still have a few t-shirts left. So we got another shipment of t-shirts. They're going like hotcakes. Um, DM me on on social media or go on my website and send me a message and say you want a t-shirt and we'll send you one. And I had posted online that they're $8.99. Guess what? Between now and the end of the year, so through the holiday season, free Meet Mediocrity t-shirts while supplies last. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. Oh, and on Instagram, you will notice a new series that I'm hoping to be a permanent series of photographs, um, since I'm an amateur photographer now, um, of my outdoor exploits. Um, I call it uh, Meet Mediocrity Outdoors, Mitch's Moments. 
Um, so go to Instagram so you can check out my Instagram posts. Follow me on Instagram and check out my couple of times a week photographs of the great um, mediocre Mitch, or I'm not calling myself that anymore. So uh, Mitch's outdoor moments in nature and enjoy the photos. Um, with that, please continue to support us. Please continue to tell your friends and please continue to stay safe, stay healthy, be well, be well, stay positive. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.